over to the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan here in Las Vegas, Nevada for the first of a triple header of UFC fight events here on the busiest week of events in UFC history. This first one is live and exclusive on UFC Fight Pass. It is UFC Fight Night, Nami Yunus versus Van Zandt. Two of the most dynamic female fighters in the UFC today, Paige Van Zandt and Rose Nami Yunus will go toe-to-toe -to -toe in our main event of the evening, five rounds in the women's strawweight division. Whoever wins this fight may very well find themselves in the championship bout later in 2016. Jim Miller, the lightweight veteran, takes on former Ultimate Fighter winner and a man who's on a bit of a run. He wants to really push himself up the lightweight rankings. Michael the Maverick Chiesa. That's going to be a fascinating battle between two guys who are both well-rounded but in particular have excellent jiu-jitsu skills. If that fight goes to the mat, do not take your eyes off that. We also have the continuing story of Sage Northcutt, the 19-year-old lightweight who was discovered on Dana White's Looking for a Fight uh, YouTube show. Had a spectacular UFC debut. He's now back in there for his second fight in the UFC. He's taking on Cody Pista, who isn't really that impressed with all the attention that Mr. Northcutt has been taking uh, in recent weeks. It should be an interesting battle. Cody Pista, his form isn't bad, but he hasn't been fighting at elite level. Sage Northcutt, he's undefeated, and he won his debut in spectacular fashion. Can he repeat the trick here in Las Vegas tonight? And the final fight, rounding off that main card. Another ultimate fighter winner, Canada's Elias Theodorou takes on Thiago Santos in a middleweight contest. The prelim card, we have a welterweight bout between Tim the Dirty Bird Means against John Doomsday Howard. Both those guys fought at UFC 189. Howard got a win. Means, unfortunately for him, fell to defeat to Matt Brown. Means will be looking to get back in that win column and pick up an important victory at 170 pounds. Also in the welterweight division, Amari Akhmedov takes on former Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion Sergio Moraes. And we have Antonio Carlos Jr. taking on another elite grappler. Kevin the King Casey at middleweight. At bantamweight, probably the most exciting fighter on the prelim card. And a man who could probably consider himself a little bit hard done by not to be on the main card. Aljamain Sterling, he's ranked fifth in the UFC's bantamweight division. And he takes on Johnny Eduardo in what could well be the fight of the night. That one really is going to excite the hardcore fans. Aljamain Sterling fighting out of the, uh, the Sarah Longo gym in New York. He's one for the future for sure. He's rising at those bantamweight rankings. He'll be looking to get himself into position to fight for the title in the next 12 to 18 months. A big win against Johnny Eduardo tonight will set him on the right path. Moving further down the card, Argentina's Santiago Ponzinibbio never knows how to take a backward step in his fights. Always exciting, always interesting to watch. He takes on Andreas Stahl, a welterweight, and a debut for Great Britain's Danny Hotchocker Roberts. He's going to be looking to test his striking skills against American top team veteran, but who is making his UFC debut tonight, Nathan Coy. We'll have seen Nathan, uh, Nathan Coy on the Ultimate Fighter in that ATT versus Black Zillion series, where he was effectively the team leader back then. Now he gets his shot in the UFC. We have Zubaira Tukhogov against Felipe Nova at featherweight. And then the first fight of the night is a women's strawweight contest. Kaylin Curran against Emily Kagan. That'll be an interesting one to start the, uh, the evening off. We've got women's strawweight fights at the beginning and then right at the top of the fight card with Paige Van Zandt versus Rose Namajunas. 
It's a nice, tight, intimate venue, maybe 2,000, 3,000 tops, I reckon you could get in here. It's very tight. We've got a two-tier seating arrangement. It's almost like a mini theatre, and uh, it should make for a really nice atmosphere. Um, and if the fights deliver, we could be in for a lively, a lively start to a UFC triple header weekend here in Las Vegas. That is UFC Fight Night. Rose and Yunus versus Paige Van Zandt. I'll get back to you after the show, after the uh, after all the fights have finished. We're all right, we're back at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Everyone's packing the, uh, the stuff away. The stage is finally coming down after a, a mad week. We've just had a raucous, raucous way in uh, shades of UFC 189. Joining me again is uh, John Morgan, MMA junkie, and USA Today. John, how do we com how do we compare this to what we saw six, seven months ago? It was. Very, very similar, but it, was, it seems to be more intensity there now. Yeah, it was it was incredible today. I was a little bit worried because earlier in the week that the crowd wasn't as big as kind of it was during the week of 189. But again, you know, we've talked about it. it's close to the holidays. You're asking a lot of people to make two trips from Ireland. Uh, so I was a little bit worried. We showed up today and the Irish crowd was here in full force. Flags waving. Uh, adult beverages were being consumed uh, by the leader. Uh, judging by some of the questions we got during the Q&A. Very, very intense. And uh, yeah, just a fantastic scene really even though it's already been a long week and we still have a lot to go it really got me pumped up for tomorrow night seeing what was here today and, and thinking about what's going to be here on Saturday night and before we mention the actual way in itself we had a Q&A session and uh, they normally do these in front of the uh, in front of the fans and they can be a little bit rowdy at times you know especially when there's beer being drunk beforehand um, Holly Holm was the subject to the Q&A um, I'm sure she wasn't quite prepared for, for what actually <laughs> greeted her um, and the, you know the highlight for me was well in fact there were two highlights the first highlight was uh, a guy asked for a number and she said my number is number one that was fantastic which was brilliant but then a guy turned up on the microphone and proceeded to sing you're just too good to be true yeah and 7,000 fans joined in it was it was Probably the best moment I've ever I've ever seen at a QA session. I mean It was. It was very cool. I mean I've been to a lot of QA sessions and there's little lines here and there that are good moments, but yeah, to see seven thousand fans start singing a song was was pretty incredible. So that, that was a great scene. It was definitely one of the more memorable Q and A's ever had. Holly's a sport, you know, it's funny, I was doing an interview with a with a show in New Zealand earlier today and you know, the gentleman asked me, do you think Holly can ever command the type of presence that Ronda Rousey did? And my answer to him was no, because she doesn't have that it factor, you know, and, and, and I still stand by that, but I tell you what, what she does have, it works. You know, I mean, she really, I thought, did great with the crowd today, and I don't know if she'll ever get all the mainstream opportunities that Ronda did, but uh, to see her handle herself in the, in the way she uh, enjoyed the moment and really kind of went back and forth with the fans who, again, had had, a, had an adult beverage or two, uh, was really fun to watch. It was great, and as you say, I mean, she's not going to be in Hollywood movies or a talk show darling. I'm sure she'll make talk show appearances and already has, but the thing, the thing that you get with it She's very genuine, she's very real, yeah. and, and when she talks, people do listen to her. She's yeah. got some gravitas about her, and you know, she's not obviously she's brand new as a UFC champion, but people know her backstory now. You yep. know, this isn't someone who's just burst onto the scene and managed to fluke a championship win. Absolutely, she's done the hard yard, she's won world championships in other sports, and, and now here she is on top of the UFC. and uh, I thought she handled herself fantastic. I thought she did too. I think and it seems like every time she gets on a mic, every time she gets in front of people, she makes a few more fans. So who knows? Maybe, you know, depending on how this whole thing plays out with the apparent rematch that's going to happen in July, uh, maybe she will start to command that type of attention. I, I have
have a hard time seeing it right now, but you know, she doesn't have to be Ronda Rousey. She can be Holly Holm, and she's pretty damn good at that. Yeah, and uh, you probably hear we're not being uh, <laughs> we're not being put through a thrashing machine or anything. All the uh, the chairs are being put away here on the uh, on the arena floor. We're just on a slightly raised area where all the cameras were situated. Um, Talking about the weigh-in, um, first thing, most important thing, everybody made weight. Right, no Everybody, problems. top to bottom on the card, yep. everybody made weight. I don't, I don't even think we, we, uh, we saw a towel. Didn't even see a towel. So, and that's, that's a rarity, especially with the IV band. But um, McGregor looked pretty gaunt at the weigh-ins, but he does. I don't think uh, that's anything to be surprised by. Aldo did as well. Um, he, he's, he struggles at the weight class as well. Absolutely, always has. Um, but for me, I think... The fight, the fight that really seems to be capturing the imagination of the, you know, the guys in the media at least, is the fight that's going to precede that. Yeah. The co-main event, Chris Weidman, Luke Rockhold, and they, they look like they were having a little chat there when they were having a, having a face-off. I mean, uh, that's, that's going to be one to... That was good, man. They were definitely uh, got each other's face and John a little bit. You know, it's all been respectful, but th there's still been a little bit of trash talk, even with the respect, you know? So uh, it's been pretty fun to watch, and I think that is going to be a great fight. I think a lot of people are really, really looking forward to that one. Uh, media fans, everybody like I mean, certainly all, all the McGregor is the fight that everybody's talking about, but Rockhold and Weidman, man, that's... that's has on paper it looks like it's going to be incredible. Yeah, and talking to some of the other our other colleagues in the media, it feels like it's been a bit of a slow burn this week. We've had an awful lot of media obligations to do. We've had yeah. the media day. We've had we've had one live show already. We've got another one. In fact, the the first fight as as we record this, about half an hour. About <laughs> half an hour from now will be the first fight at the other end of the strip down at the Cosmopolitan. So we'll probably miss that, but we'll we'll be heading off down there very soon once we've finished finished off here. But it seems to me like. Fight weekend has started today. Yeah. Um, everything's kicked up a gear, and it's all down to those Irish fans. They've all arrived. Well, most of them. I understand there was a flight got turned back from JFK because it was a fight on the plane involving Irish fans. Wow. Um, and um, I understand there was some sort of delay, and I think some of them have eventually made it back here and, and are now here. But oh, how pissed are they at those guys? You know, yeah. you thought you were going to be in town in time for the weigh-in, and then you get stuck. Oh man, I bet there's some angry people on that plane. You can bet. You can bet. And uh, but yeah, it feels like we're. If it was a bit of a slow burn. We're in, we're in full, 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 full gear now. This For is sure, it. man. I mean, it's been, it's, it's been a year of slow burn. You know what I mean? You can't get too excited because you never know. Is somebody going to get hurt? Is something going to pull out? You know, what's going to happen? But now we're here, man. We're, we're 24 hours away from seeing this thing happen. And again, this, this car, top to bottom, looks like it should be a lot of fun. So it could be one of those nights where we're just building to this incredible uh, pitch at the very end of it. It's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. If, you, if you're watching this, uh, or you're planning on watching these fights back home in the UK, the early prelims are live on uh, UFC Fight Pass from 11.45 p.m. on Saturday night. The TV prelims kick off at 1 a.m. on BT Sport 2, followed immediately by the pay-per-view portion of the card, the main card, live from 3 a.m. Um, if you're not an MMA fan, or why well, you're listening to this, but thank you, <laughs> if you are an MMA fan and you've got friends who are kind of intrigued, get them round, get the beers in, get some snacks in, make an occasion of it, because this is going to be one to remember. Not, not just for the championship fight at the top of the card, top to bottom, this is a spectacular show. Yep. The staging will be amazing. I understand they've got something special planned again. We don't know what that is yet. I expect we're going to see uh, plenty of glitz and glamour on the night. It's going to be one to remember. Uh, UFC 194. We're going to head off to the Cosmo for the tough finale. <laughs> uh, and we'll catch up with you probably at some point tomorrow. Huge congrats. We spoke before the fight. Um, first off, Pinball was a fantastic choice. Of Thank you so much. Congrats for that. Just tell us the emotions that you've gone through. Obviously, you were in the hospital with staph infection when you were told about the fight. 
in as a leg replacement, you've been in there, you were training with the guy beforehand, and here you are now, you've got the win, dominant fashion, and you're the ultimate fighter. Tell us how you Um, You know, I, I feel thankful more than anything else. You know, I, I just for this opportunity to be here to compete, I'm thankful that my health got together. It's um, thankful for my team, my family that all supported me. Everything came together in, in, in a very unlikely fashion um, as a result of support from so many people, and I, and I really owe them all so much. And, uh, you know, just being healthy enough to compete well for three rounds, honestly, was, was in the balance for a little while. And uh, I, was, I was so happy that it was able to put on a good performance, and, uh, you know, particularly against a tough guy like Gardner. Great stuff. And I've got one more while no, he's yeah, not looking. Um, what's the next step for you? So you mentioned, you, you know, you, you've been around, you sort of gym hop a little bit in terms of the different camps. Is, you mentioned TriStar. Yes. Is that your home base, basically? Is that where you're going to be doing the, the most of your the most of your training? Yes. I, you know, when I'm not at home and when I'm not in South Carolina, TriStar is definitely my home base for training. And, uh, you know, there's a hobby family and the guys at TriStar have been good friends of mine for a very long time. I owe them a lot. They've helped me from the beginning of my MMA career. You know, I have immense respect for the guys at SPG Ireland and the people there and, you know, and Gunny Nelson and getting around to train with them, you know, when they'll allow me to come is, uh, is an honor. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I've always been, you know, it's been my home base back home at TriStar and uh, and it's 50 Jiu-Jitsu and I'm, that's going to carry on. Brilliant. And the last one, because I know you need to, you need to head off. What's the, what's the, I know this is very, very soon after, after the win. What's the ideal plan for you going into 2016? How many times do you want to fight? Are there particular places you'd like to fight or particular people that you're aiming for? Um, you know, in my ideal world, I would try to keep my fights in North America just because of the ease of travel. Um, you know, Europe is as far as I'd like to go. I mean, Asia is a nice place, but man, I'd, I feel like it would be, having gone there before for jiu-jitsu competitions and felt like the living death, uh, you know, I'd, I'd prefer to keep things a little closer to home but um, you know I look forward to moving to 145 pounds after the show uh, which is where I belong definitely I walked onto the scale without cutting any weight and made weight here so uh, even for 145 I'm not terribly big um, but uh, you know I'd like to just start fighting regularly but you know, just I'm looking forward to the opportunity for increased challenges and, and, and learning experiences I've, I've got a lot of growing to do but I want to take this as far as I possibly can. Brilliant and I know not that long ago you were talking about quitting the sport so all the very best to you. Thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it. And there we have it. Night number two of our triple header here on UFC Fight Week is now in the books. The Ultimate Fighter finale is done and dusted. We have a new Ultimate Fighter champion and his name is Ryan Hall. He stepped in as a very late replacement for the Brit Saul Rogers who could not participate due to uh, a visa issue. Ryan stepped in when he actually heard about the, uh, the opportunity. He was in the emergency room dealing with a staph infection. He got over the staph infection. He was able to take his place in the lineup against Artem Lobov in the Ultimate Fighter final and he produced an absolute virtuoso performance of, uh, of, of jiu-jitsu skills uh, coming very close to submitting the Russian hammer in that first round. Somehow he managed to escape but it was a dominant performance from start to finish as he ran out a shutout victor on the scorecards. Also on the fight card was an absolutely barnstorming performance by Tony Ferguson the number six ranked lightweight fighter in the world, or sorry, number seven ranked lightweight fighter in the world, produced a superb display against number six ranked Edson Barboza in an absolute barn burner of a contest at 155 pounds, eventually winning the fight with one of his favourite finishing techniques, the Dars Choke. Superb performance from him. He now wants the number five guy in the world. He wants to move up one step at a time, beating every contender in the division on his way to a title shot. Another big winner, of course, was the main event. Chad Mendes versus Frankie the Answer Edgar 
for the de facto number one contender spot in the UFC featherweight division. Everyone expected it was going to be Mendez putting on the pressure early and throwing those big bombs but it, as it turned out it was Frankie Edgar who landed the knockout blow in the first round a superb left hook floored Chad Mendes and that was the end of that the fight ended very very quickly there were a couple of people in the crowd who weren't too happy with the stoppage but it was as clean a KO as you'll see superb performance again from Frankie Edgar and he's on his way to another championship fight where he could potentially become only the second man sorry the third man in UFC history to hold championship belts in two weight classes. We move on now from the Cosmopolitan to the much larger, much more grandiose surrounds of the MGM Grand Garden Arena. We will be back there tomorrow night on Saturday for UFC 194, headlined by two spectacular championship fights. Chris Weidman, the UFC middleweight champion, taking on number one contender Luke Rockhold in what has all the hallmarks of being a fight of the year candidate. And in the main event of the evening, the fight that everyone's been talking about almost for an entire year, Jose Aldo, the UFC featherweight champion of the world, the UFC's only ever featherweight champion of the world, taking on the man with the interim belt, Ireland's Conor McGregor. It's going to be a fantastic occasion. I reckon around 10,000 Irish fans are going to be in attendance on fight night. The atmosphere at today's weigh-ins was off the hook. It was a fantastic, fantastic atmosphere just for the weigh-ins. It's going to be that multiplied by five or six when it comes to fight night on Saturday night. Who will walk away the unified UFC featherweight champion? Will it be the pound-for-pound king, Jose Aldo, who hasn't lost a fight in 10 years? Or will it be the brash Irishman, Conor McGregor, who's exploded onto the scene and taken out everybody he's faced en route to the interim title? Can he upgrade that interim belt to the full version on Saturday night? We're going to find out in just a few hours' time. Check back with us at thesun.co.uk for all UFC coverage, thesun.co.uk slash UFC, and follow me on Audio Boom on the headline. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can certainly do that too, at Simon Head. I'll be back tomorrow with even more fights.